Hello and welcome to The Good, The Bad and The Worst, a podcast where we review movie trilogies and decide which film didn't manage to capture the Oprah shot. I'm your host, Griner, and joining me today... I'm Luke, and you know, I would have voted for Obama a third time if I could have. <laughs> Speaking of that Oprah shot, you don't deserve the impossible shot. Boys, talking about, well, the Peel trilogy, Jordan Peel's three films. Uh, we've done some non-traditional trilogies before. Uh, Blood and Ice Cream trilogy was the first one. We considered a trilogy because, you know, it's the same creative team, same actors, similar themes across three movies. Uh, we did the Frontier trilogy, not a traditional trilogy, but, uh, you know, same direct, uh, same writer and the same, you know, setting, the American Frontier from different perspectives. How do we justify the Peel trilogy? Because these films are dope. These films, <laughs> they, they rhyme with no. I, 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 I thought about this question a lot. I think that in the same vein, all those other films, like I say, they have thematic similarities. They have very similar visions and tones, and you can tell they're kind of they're kind of made with an awareness of what's going to come after it almost or what's come before it. And a lot of ways they're either a response to it or they're a, a carrying on of that tradition. This is a similar thing. These films are all like Jordan Peele. Holy crap! Does he have a voice? It's mm. crazy how um how singular his vision is in all of his stuff and what how much he has to say. And I just think um these like they're social. At the I think the biggest they're just they're social thrillers. They're all very similar in terms of they've got a clear social critique. They're not just genre pieces for the sake of it. He's coming. He's making these movies for a reason. They're all saying something, and they've all kind of got that brand of dread comedy and absurdity yep. um mm. so i think it's like yeah it's really like, you would watch these films and you'd be like that's a jordan peele film even if you've never i mean obviously or yeah. you say this is if you saw these and didn't know who he was and had no idea who created them i think you would be pretty easy to say these are similar or there's there's something there between them these were you know the same the same vision or the same creative team or something like that luke do you have anything they're, they're tethered they're tethered yeah. if you will. tethered yeah. good good use yes um it's just a shame that Daniel Kaluuya wasn't in us because otherwise we could say it's this weird universe <laughs> with him. But and he said that it's like um, what did he compare it to? He said it's like it's it's his De Niro, like his you know Scorsese's De Niro that he wants him to be in his films. Yeah, it's forward. his muse. Um, but I like that's the thing. I think thematically and like the messages that they all all three of them share, uh, they're very, um. Very similar. I feel like, you know, same as the Taylor Sheridan trilogy, you watch them, um, I feel like even stronger than that one, you you know that these films are sort of tied. I feel like if you Mm. didn't know who the director was or anything like that, there's similarities and... Yeah, they all share a similar thing. So yeah, they have, they like you say, kind of they have a strong voice, a, a real social commentary they want to impress on us. I enjoy that they're all horror movies, but they all you know they follow different follow different genres in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, and I you know coming into it before watching Nope and thinking about these movies before I'd watched them again, I'm like you know they all deal with race, but I don't actually think that they do. Get Out particularly does, but you yeah. know that could have been Jordan Peele's thing. He could have made three movies about race, and I probably would have been there for it for sure. But mm. he doesn't, to his credit. Like he tackles other themes, other issues, and he does them so well. I, I think that's what's endearing about him, and why it's sort of like three for three. Is that yeah, he's not just hitting that same gong. He's not just reminding us that racism's a problem and handling it well. He's he's doing more than that. There, like, because I remember there was a bit of. Not blowback, but there was a little bit of um, confusion, I guess, with us, where people were like, 
how is this about race? Why is this like, or is he exploring race? And some people were upset about that. Hmm. They're like, what exactly is the takeaway if it's not race? And I thought it was really good. So that's, that's good. He's not just saying that's the only concern in society. He's, he's no. addressing other stuff, which is great. It's a lot of social commentary, but yeah. Yeah. And I, I still feel like there's a celebration of black culture in all of these films, which I like, I really enjoyed as an outsider getting a perspective on like, you know, they're all, I don't know. I don't want to say they're all black films, but you know, there's a sense of, blackness to all these films. I don't know if I can say that, but No, there is. And I think he he said that, right? Like he yeah. said he called him he called Get Out because he's like, this is what black people say in the movie in horror films. They say yeah. get out. Like he knows that. He's riffing on that stuff. Yeah. They really do revel in like it happens in all the meeting get out sort of Rod as his comedic offsider who is like a stereotype essentially. Yeah. But played for laughs in a really good way is like this is sort of this is the friend that everybody wants to have. As like this Especially is especially in a horror movie. Like, <laughs> this is yeah, exactly. what you, you yell at the screen. Yeah, he's the he's the surrogate, right? Like if you had that as a white guy, it would feel really strange. Mm. But he's like, no, this is. He's like, yeah, Jordan Peele. I can only assume knows people like this has been in the community and has seen this happen. He's like, yeah, this is. Look, you're right. It's a celebration. He's like this is our life put on screen. Mm. Did you guys have uh, any connection to Jordan Peele before this trilogy? Like, I was my wife and I were big fans of of Key and Peele, his sketch show. Um, I mean, all sketch shows are hit and miss, but I feel like when that show hits, there's some real classics. They still get shared around Reddit, you know, I don't know, it must be nearly 10 years later. You know, the, the collegiate football names, the AA run. Um, yeah. I, said, I, said, I said, bitch, <laughs> such a good sketch. Did you guys have any connection to that? Did you, were you big fans of Keanu before coming into this trilogy? So I um, I'd never watched any of Key and Peele, but like, I, I saw used to see commercials for it all the time on Foxtel here in Australia. Mm. And like whatever I did see, I thought was funny. And I always had this like desire to watch them films. And obviously I've seen skits and stuff that have gone viral and stuff like that and been on YouTube or stuff that have been turned into memes. Um, you know, there's the, the, the one of him going through and like this handshakes with the black people and then the white, like, you know, it's, <laughs> people put the different names for things like, yep. especially gaming memes and stuff like that. I've seen them. There's, um, there's him sweating when his wife's grilling him yeah, about his, yeah, his internet the, history. That's the meme that I'm yeah. Like. Yeah, that, There's so many great um, memes and everything like that, that I've, I've found funny. And I remember um, when it first came out that he was doing like, you know, directing and was going to direct this horrid um, movie. I'd heard a lot of buzz around it and was, pretty excited to see it and then when i watched get out straight away i was just like oh i can feel the comedy in this mm. and I, I like i enjoy the comedy in his films so yeah yeah i i knew them by name only before keanu like i had seen that there was a show called the campbell show you know in the same way that i know there's a there was a dick van dyke show don't know what it's about don't know what happens in it but mm. keanu came out and it was that i was working at the video store at the time and so i had the trailer playing all the time and it seemed pretty funny I was like, oh yeah, so that's these guys are they're making a name for themselves a bit more. They're branching out of comedy into this. So I read a bit about them and yeah, learned sort of what their their deal was. Um, but then Get Out, the beauty of it was that it was kind of like going in blind for me. Mm. I, I, I knew a little bit about the whole this is a this was a stand up comedian or not a stand up comedian. This is a comedian's work and it was a horror film. And so some of the buzz was like, this is really weird. Like this could pay off great or it could be a total train wreck. Um, and sort of sharing in that cultural moment as it took off. And I remember seeing it with a um, sort of a, an associate at the time. And we just, I think we both came out like, that was really good. And just watching it sort of take over the world in a way and being like, this is 
is this the best horror film of the year? Is this the best film horror film of the decade? You know, the um that term uh, was it elevated horror, which is so obnoxious, but <laughs> it was already around, but it was really like slathered on this movie, and everyone's yeah. like, this is elevated horror. And I was it was just fascinating to see this dude who everyone knew was a funny guy, but to see that he knew so much was was crazy. Yep. I um I don't know how I've gone this long without hearing of Keanu, but I've just Googled it and I'm like, I, really? I, I feel like I need to watch this film. The, the thing is, it was, it. it was a bit of a flop. Like, I don't really yeah. know anyone who saw it. I didn't see it and I was a fan of these guys. Like, I just heard it was not great. So for him to come out of that and, and create Get Out um, and it had so much buzz around it, I saw it in the cinema, even though, you know, I didn't make any effort to see Keanu. Yeah. Yeah, That's Keanu. All right. And I don't know anything about. Do you, Griner, if you follow their career, do you know anything about why they like they're not still making the comedy show, are they? No, they're not. The I mean, I don't think they're like they definitely appear together in things occasionally. Like they do two voices in um, Toy Story Four. That's right. Yeah, and yeah. I think yeah, but I don't. They mostly work on separate projects now, as far as I know. Yeah, because Keegan Michael Key, he seems to he's just done a bunch of other stuff, and I see him popping up heaps. Yeah, I mean, like, he's like, definitely taken the you know the comedy actor route. Whereas yeah. Peel has definitely moved behind the scenes a lot more. We don't don't see him acting a whole lot these days. No. Yeah, because Key found success like going into the Predator series sort of thing. I think <laughs> that just blew off from there. So he's been in a heap of stuff and hasn't. Was, yeah. I don't think he's ever been like the leading man or anything. But I mean, he's probably making pay. Good on him. Yeah. yeah. All right. Shall we jump into it with some stats? Yes. All right, so Get Out made $255 million worldwide on a $4.5 million budget. Ooh, what a budget. Standing return. Damn. Uh, cool. Us made $255 million on a $20 million budget. Still a good return. That's a great return as well. It's, it's hilarious to me that those two movies made the almost the exact same figure. There's something very uh, poetic about that. And then Nope, so far $103 million, only just recently come out internationally. So hopefully that number will be up a bit on a $68 million budget. Quite a big leap in budget. I was going to say this would have yeah. to be a bigger budget. Nope's budget blows me away. That's that's impressive, that film. You, expect, for that. you think it should be more or less? I would have just figured more. Like, I don't know. But obviously it's not, it's not, there's not, you know, Thor swinging around in there or anything like that. But I don't know. It's got a good cast. I feel yeah, like, like the um, the mother. I can't think of the actress's name, but she's in heaps. Like she's she's a fairly big big name actress these days. Like just, yeah, she plays well. a mother and everything, admittedly. But they did well with that budget, though. All right, yeah. uh, critically, Get Out eighty five on Metacritic, Us eighty one, and Nope seventy seven. We'll we'll, mm. we'll yeah, get we'll, into we'll, that we'll, as we'll we review them. I think. Let's kick it off with Get Out. A young African-American visits his white girlfriend's parents for the weekend where his simmering uneasiness about their reception of him eventually reaches a boiling point. Boy, that, does it ever. That spoiler little synopsis alert. tells you absolutely nothing about the movie. <laughs> that mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, that boiler point is murder. <laughs> Holy crap. His body snatching. <laughs> um, this movie is... It's, it's crazy what this movie has done and how sort of... I know important it is. Like it's both in terms of representation. Mm. I think it's this is kind of like this is a it's it's a contemporary people look back at and go that's kind of that changed the way that I think Hollywood especially started to see oh wait quote unquote black stories have real value because so it just made a lot of money and it was it's very very scathing of um of the problems in society like it's 
it's it's playing it up for a like it's a really insightful despite being kind of like not an exploitative horror film but you know it's a horror film so it accentuates stuff it exaggerates yeah but it really taps into a lot of like the horror of the black experience and it's fascinating that it did it made so much money and everybody in the world was just like yeah this is great we want this like it's give it's kind of has not given a new chance to but i think it just it showed that there was a real like these stories want to be heard by people um, yeah which is really good like really really good and I mean, that comes from a podcast of three white guys. I've listened to other podcasts of white people yeah. just praising this movie because, yeah, I love it. Like, it's um, he Peel just does such a good job at making like, like these really insightful social commentary movies, but they're also funny. That they're just so entertaining, and the horror elements are really, really well done too. Like, and this movie, probably out of all of them, does it the best. I think. Um, but this yeah, is the one but, that's the most like horror horror of the three. I think. I mean, I mean they're opinion, all different yeah. different horrors. This one probably, this is probably the one that I think builds the tension the best yep. for the longest, and like you just have that uneasy feeling for so long because you're put in his shoes, and it's like it's great that you can reflect that back on you know the black experience, mm. you know, amongst white amongst white people. Like it's yeah, it's just so so well done and insightful in that way. Yeah, I um I like we talked about it. We talked about it before. I knew nothing about this film. Um and I'll get into it later as well with note, but I knew nothing about this film going into it. Uh, I was in another town and we were looking for time to kill and it was on basically. And I, I'd heard good things. I knew there was, you know, Jordan Peele's horror film. Um, didn't know anything else about it though. Um, went and watched it and just like, <laughs> it was this weird thing. Cause it's so funny. I feel like so, you know, especially get out. It's, there's a lot of comedy in it and I was enjoying the movie and there's definitely the unease, but it's one of my favorite horror films because I don't, I don't feel like it's that much, you know, horror. Like it's not like stuff that a few days later I'm thinking about like scared in my house or something like that. Like, <laughs> no, I you know, see white people now and boy. Oh, I mean, yeah. White people are crazy. They scare me all the time, but it's just, I, I really enjoyed this experience of watching this film. Like I, I felt like I didn't know what was coming. I had no idea that it would end, the twist, like with what's actually going on, did not see it coming. And no. I was like, I was like, what, what the hell is this? Like what the hell is going on? Um, but yeah, just, I just remember walking in and being like, that film was awesome. Like that was great to watch. I don't watch horror films that often. Um, and to find one that I was, a, you know, easily able to, watch and i feel like it's very rewatchable um especially yes. I, I feel like a lot all of these films when you watch them back you get more from it obviously yeah um knowing what's going on in the end makes stuff happen but um still man that the the groundskeeper running in the dark towards the camera <laughs> that's the only thing that maybe still gives me nightmares it's for some reason that just running just yeah scares me. <laughs> straight forward with his like terminator yes. arms yeah. oh yeah scary I, I think that's kind of what made this film sort of such a lasting hit and resonant in people's mind is that it's got such a rewatchability. Like the podcast, The Rewatchables, they did it like two years after it was released, which was unheard of at the time. But just even like I've seen it a few times, watching it again this week, the amount of foreshadowing, yes. and clever symbolism, and yes. it's like just the dialogue, the script in that film, every line is like yep. a loaded, is like a double entendre, like loaded. Yep. And there's so much subtext to every sentence. It's insane watching it like, I, I get, as a writer, I'm just in awe. I'm like, how on earth can you do this? Yeah, I, I, it, 
I can't figure it out. It's so clever. So skilled because, like, we've seen other uh, movies with a twist, right? So the one that always comes up is The Sixth Sense, right? Like, that's a movie that lives and dies on its twist. You can watch it a second time and see the moments that sort of give it away. But the, it's not It's not like this film. Like, you, I feel like I could watch this film again and again and again and just continue to be blown away by yeah, that subtext and that foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Like, I love he gets into the house and they're like, oh, we had black mold in the basement. And you get yeah. in the kitchen and it's all black and white tiles. And he's telling this story about Jesse Owens. And it's just like, yeah. oh, this it's dripping in it and it's so yeah. good like i just want to marinate in it i love it the, the i love him was... saying oh, i was just yeah. gonna say i love him saying like yeah he almost got over it <laughs> like he's great that he's like <laughs> almost got over it but, yeah yeah, yeah stuck with the, him the one that lo- i laughed at this time is like the deer he's like i don't want to go my high horse they're a pest they're taken over one down the, like the more the better and it's like oh my gosh it's so good it's yeah. so good and just that obama delivery in the at the end of that long yes two hours I'd, I'd vote for him a second. I was like, holy crap, that's... You can just tell, like, he's so he's we, met white, white people who do this. And I know white people who we do We know that. people. Yeah. I yeah. feel like that's a very... Yeah. Even in Australia, we know people like for that. For sure. It's like, yeah, I can't be racist. I have a black friend. And you yeah, that's yeah, that's such a that's, fraught statement. Yeah, that's the genius of this movie. Is it's not taking down racists. It's taking down, like, people who don't think they're racist, but mm. don't live out... You know, don't live out those ideals they, they kind of say they do like it takes out you know it's taking on the woke people who i I would have voted for obama again and you know i love black people but you know in their day-to-day lives aren't aren't living that out aren't aren't doing anything to to help the black population and it's yeah it's it's genius chef's kiss i love it yeah one of the like it um it always gets me when he meets the photographer and um you know like he's he's captured in there and he's talking to him trying to explain what's going on and he's like don't he's like don't it's not about race i couldn't give a shit what you look like he's like it's your eyes i want your eyes man and yeah. it's this fascinating thing because it's like I was just reading it out like a, a big in-depth thing on it, and like that's got one of the most insidious forms of it, right? Where it's people who are like, oh, I don't care about your skin color. It's the it's the economic stuff. It's I don't care about your skin color. It's it's just what happens in those neighborhoods, you know? Oh, I, I don't care what they are, just, but mm-hmm. in these areas, that's that's the area where the crime happens. So what's yeah. the problem? And like they're kind of going around this this roundabout way to try to say, oh, no, I don't have a problem with race, but everything that about this race that's not their race is a problem so i'm not a racist i'm pointing out facts and it's this real that really insidious way of thinking that people believe and like everyone's prone to do it and just go oh no i I honestly you you think about it it's like i don't care about that i just want your eyes man but he's like no he wants he wants the appeal of this certain guy though the way he sees the black world and like how he's still obsessed with it it's it's really fascinating really insightful I love like all of his films. I love, I love like getting on social media and looking at what people are saying because people come up with these things, like things I didn't notice or things that I noticed I can share. Like everybody comes away with a different view. Like, I guess he does a really good job at making you come to those conclusions, like feel like you came to them on your own rather than him sort of hitting you over the head with it or anything like that. Like it's, it's so subtle, but yeah, it, it promotes discussion, which is so good. Like, it's so smart. And it, what's, it's what makes these movies last and be rewatchable. For sure. I, um, there's something about... I don't know, it's about all of his films. I don't know if I want to say it here necessarily, but something, I, just watching them all, like, he really has this great tendency to let things breathe. And so mm-hmm. I found, like, yep. you've seen a lot, of, a lot of films, a lot of horror films, a lot of, all of them, like, they'll show something and it's it, like a jump scare. It happens and it's immediately that that... You get frightened, but then it's gone, right? You're like, oh, okay, I'm, 
I'm not dead by this thing that attacked, so I'm okay. But there's so many shots in all of them, and like this, especially like with the deer, with the the old uh, the groundskeeper running at him, just yeah. with Georgina, where the camera just lingers and it lets you really sort of soak in the uncomfortableness and the, yeah. the fear. Because it could just like it could have just done a jump cut and shown the the groundskeeper right there running and just oh crap, there's a dude. But it shows him a distance like what is that? And you're yeah. watching, it's like oh he's running, oh he's running at Chris. Oh, and it you just kind of gets more and more frightening the more it sits there, which is it seems so antithetical. That should disarm the tension, but it doesn't. It just makes it more frightening. And like the, how long the bingo scene takes, where it's just yeah. a slow, slow pull. Oh, out. that scene with the bidding, I feel like yeah. is really haunting. Just the oh. music, the silence, mm. or you're not hearing anyone talk. Um, it's yeah, no, yeah, chilling, chilling. It's amazing. What do you guys think about the the Japanese guy who's who's at the auction? Don't have a strong opinion because I'm trying to think about <laughs> what he did or said. So, that's, so he has one line of dialogue, right? His line is, "Yeah, how do you, do you think find that, it? Like, do, how's life? Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. He's like, that's do, you right, get, yeah. do you think the black experience is advantage, advantageous or disadvantageous in like today? But it's just funny. It's a, it's definitely a movie about white guys, but there's one Japanese guy there, mm. and like that's clearly intentional. There's something to that, and I, I didn't really look into it. I should have, but I'm. Do you guys have any thoughts about it? Or say anything? No, I don't know. It's it's fascinating. Like he he fills this movie with these movies with so much symbolism that people people will look into everything. So he he did some like some interviews with I think it was Empire or something, and someone had asked him the question. You know, towards the end of the movie, she's eating, she's drinking white milk and eating eating oh, fruit loops and someone was like he's keeping the coloreds and the white separated he's like no i didn't mean for that it's just makes her seem like a creep and i'm like that's fascinating because he's like that's not actually the point of the film they're trying to mix the races like they're trying to become the oh. black people and he's like but yeah. it's interesting how because he drenches these films in so much symbolism and foreshadowing you look at everything it's like what is this trying to tell me it's i don't know yeah. it's it's what makes these movies so endearing and so rewatchable i think and so it's maybe the Asian man has a big point that we we haven't got. I don't know. Maybe it's just the character, each, like the actor he chose. I don't know. Yeah, good question. Good question. That um, that thing. I just to touch on um, Rose, like Alison Williams. Man, did you guys? I felt like I was bamboozled where I didn't think she was in on this whole. Yep. Family <laughs> well, the, first, yeah. the first time, you know, yep. and like even after you see the pictures, I was like. She's been brainwashed. When she's searching for the keys, I'm like, she's freaking out too. I had this thing and it was just like, oh, shit. Like the acting was what, And then just her to go change into that other character where she's got yeah. the hair straight back. She yeah. seems like super like Hitler youth. Like, her like, skin is all oily. Like she's a totally yeah. different person. Yeah. And just sitting there with the Fruit Loops, looking up pictures on Google of NBA players <laughs> and like, even, it's so disturbing. The way she's on the phone, it's just like, She's a completely when, different character. When she talks to Rod, yeah, and you can hear her putting the voice on without expression. It's yeah, yeah. Like he, PL has such an incredible way to get performances out of the actors. Like she, every, even in this rewatch, I'm like, she is so likable. She is so like <laughs> charming. She's got sort of the manic pixie dream girl vibes, but she's not. She's a very like re- grounded character, but she's just got this like some this enchanting quality that you're like, of course you'd fall in love with her. She's she's just such a, a she's such a cool person. And so you see how this honeypot works. And every time I watch it, I'm like, man, it's 
there's no even though there's foreshadowing like the scene where she talks to the cop and she's like why do you want to see his id yeah that's not because of the race thing it's because she doesn't want a record of him being that there. that's right but the but first time totally you watch it feels it's like, like that. yeah exactly I, so good, I legitimately but... didn't even think about that until this time, which yeah, I think is yeah. my third or fourth rewatch. I was like, of course, it's like she doesn't want him to see the ID, like to know yeah. he was there. Yeah, I'm just like, of course. So. I've never thought that. I was just like, because she's, she's such the like the modern rom-com protagonist, I feel like. She's yeah. like, you wouldn't expect her to be such a villain in the horror movie. No, it's, she's yeah. like, she's kind of woke and she's like, I won't let anyone fuck with my man. And it's like, oh, this girl's cool. She's She's got edge. Yeah, but just like Catherine Kinnear is is terrifying. Yeah, um, yes. I still can't Landry, drink tea. <laughs> Caleb Landry Jones is so creepy. Like, oh, that, at the dinner table, it's such a yeah. tense. Yeah, you're just like, oh, this is awkward, man, and he's just with, like unhinged. Your, yeah, yeah, he's like with your genetic makeup, and you're just like, oh my god, that's beast. Like, that makes you could be yeah. a moose. That's yeah, oh. no phenomenal. Uh, um, I just like I love I don't know, like this is a really obvious one, but he's he like picks cotton to save his life. Like it's such a yeah, it's such a cool little thing. Like just throw it in there, oh but like God, pick, picking cotton saves his life. Well. It's so it's just so clever. I just yeah. love it. And then he I don't know the kills are really Real. satisfying. Like using the deer as the weapon. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just like the the hit the the stomping scene. Yeah, um, is remarkable. Oh. Yeah, this, and the yep. sound design you hear just like shatter. Yeah, yeah. And then that, I mean, that, we're there. You go. I was just gonna say, like, because it it's such a thing. Like, oh, he's escaping. It's like, okay, where's the confrontations? It's just like, like, boom, straight away, antler. That dude's gone. Like, you know, like, yeah, fight this dude. Obviously, he comes back, Caleb. But then, it, yeah, just stomps him out. And he's just like, nah, I'm gonna kill you. Like, I just think he like <laughs> he catches. He catches the knife in their hand. Oh. He's, just so, he's so like, he's just so dead to the world. He just doesn't even care. Yep. It's like, doesn't even react. It's just this. It's because again, there's this great subtext there, right? Where because the whole sunken place is a fascinating concept that mm. has kind of become memed and taken on taken on its own life. But it's like this this space is like where where people of color occupy, where they're they're seen, not heard, and they kind of they they want to be people want to know they exist because that makes them feel better about themselves. But they don't necessarily want to be actually seen or heard or make a difference. It's it's this mm. again. It's the insidious ways that racism works. But um, just the I don't know like, the way that um, and I've lost my train of thought. But now I'm thinking like the end, the final scene, the very final scene where you see the cop car, yep, pull up, and it's just like I remember when I saw that in the movies. I yep. was just we all audibly gasped. Yeah, everyone, yep. and it just takes this moment. It's like oh, that's the reaction that you want from a movie and it achieves it and wow yeah yeah and, th- and then to break that with comedy and <laughs> it's ts yeah, motherfucking a. like it's so good uh he's so genius and, and then just there's just the silence and he's just like i told you not to come in that house man. <laughs> like i told you <laughs> like sex leaves sex yeah. leaves <laughs> um just touching on so i love like the first time i watched this i didn't even pick up obviously it looks a little different with the outfit that the dude was like the guy at the start. Obviously it comes to when he says, oh, oh he went missing. And I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, that's the opening scene. But like yeah. when he shows up at the party, I'm like, oh, that's the guy from the opening scene that got kidnapped, you know, even though that actor is recognizable. Mm. But that acting in that scene, like with how he's acting like an old traditional white man. Yeah. Like, oh yes, yes. How 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 ill-mannered man- of me. It's just like <laughs> such great acting. I love it. 
They all do it such a good job of like being people in the wrong bodies. Like the, yep. you know, the, the grandparents. So good. Mm. Did, did you guys like that? Having that as the opening scene, the black guy getting abducted. Cause when I first saw it, I thought, is this a predator moment? Like we're seeing the ship spaceship at the start and it's kind of giving away what's going on. But the rewatching, I'm like, no, no, it's important. Like that he comes back. Like it's, it works well. That's it. I feel like because of what comes after it, I, I forgot about that. Scene. Same. Like it just, it's, it and it comes in nope later. There's something in the intro that I completely forgot until yes, later yeah. again. Yes. And it comes out. I'm like, oh, no non sequitur. Yeah. He's, like it's, yeah. He is, he's a wizard at intro scenes. Like all of them have just, they have like the cold opens. They have this thing that really jars you and makes you unsettled from the get go. Yeah. And it's, yep. it's amazing to do it. Like it's just a way to, it's another little touch. I like. I really like the opening scene of this because the twist of the film also, like, it, it kind of works in two ways. Because you know that this is a horror film coming into it, right? So you know something's gonna go wrong. Mm. But I think if like what I remember is expecting is okay, he's gonna go there and Rose is him and Rose are gonna discover that her parents are actually like cannibals or killers or something, and they just they're just yep. good old fashioned racists. We're gonna have like a Texas Chainsaw thing where they're like, you've got a black boy. It's gonna be guests who's coming to dinner, but they kill the guests for dinner. Yeah. But instead, and so seeing that that scene, the opening scene where he gets kidnapped, you go, oh yeah, this is what happens. Black dudes get kidnapped or killed by white white dudes in white neighborhoods. Mm. But then it kind of so you're expecting something, and that kind of gives you that. But then it under it undoes that with the the rose reveal, and you go, oh wait, this is much worse. Yeah, it's yeah. much more insidious. And so you don't because you're kind of always thinking when you see the the black staff and the Lakeith at the party, you're like, are they being like? Brainwashed. Are just, uh, yeah, are they slaves or I was like, are they just being forced into this? Is yep. there this weird thing where like they've their families are held hostage? I don't know. Because I don't think I expected it to be as kind of sci-fi, right? You're not expecting it to be brain transplants. No, absolutely body. not. That's so good too. And so, so, it, so you kind of think you're figuring it out, but then he um, he flips it on his head and you go, oh wow, I I didn't expect it to go this way. And yeah, they yeah. Talk, and they talk about it later. He's like, "Oh, you should be glad you got seduced by Rose because I hear her brother's a bit, you know, a bit more rough." <laughs> he just, and like, yeah. that's what happened at the start. It's like, oh, of course, you know, it all makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's um, that's that's the thing. I feel like you know, you have Rod who like purposely sort of guide, like you think he's on the right path, and I was hundred percent like, oh yeah, these people are being brainwashed. Like you know, she brainwashes them with the teething, and they become these slaves for these people. Like you know, sex yeah. slaves or whatever. Um, <laughs> like legit sex slaves and shit. And yeah, no, it, I was not expecting brain transplants and actually, you yeah. know, taking over their body. It's crazy. Yeah, and again, it combines that old like because Jordan Peele's a really big horror fan. You can tell like sci-fi yeah. fan, and so it's combining that like invasion of the body snatches. Yeah, and he's. It happens with all of them. He sees these ideas. And he's like, "There's an interesting racial element that can be explored through that," and that's kind of yep. the, the the genius of I think of all of his films. But it's kind of the the res- I know you guys mentioned it before. Like, this is what makes these films almost timeless in a way, is that you always get these films, and it's like it's 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 something, but in a something, but on a condition of something. Like, Die Hard is a cop film, but it's in one building. Like, Predator yeah. is a Predator is a slasher, but it's an alien in the jungle. Like. It takes something familiar and changes it enough that it's like that is super interesting to us, and that's what he does with all these movies. Mm. Yep. All right. Do we do we leave do we leave Get Out there? Is there anything else we want to? I feel like we've at least mentioned most scenes in this movie. Yeah. 
I really enjoyed like the. I know it's a bit of an info dump, but where he's, where they sit, it sort of force him to sit down and watch. Like this is what we've been doing throughout history. It's like mm. oh shit. Yeah. Like yeah. it's a good review. I, I it's, it. it's fun. Yeah. All right. Well, the second film, Us. Um, let me find the little synopsis. A family's serene beach vacation turns to chaos when their doppelgangers appear and begin to terrorize them. This is a this is this is the weirdest of his three movies, I feel like. Yep. Like I like it and I, I enjoyed it more on this rewatch than I did the first time, I think. Mm. But the first time watching it I'm like, has has he lost has he lost it? Like was was get is out he just a, Yeah, was was get out just his good film and that's it. What did you how did you guys feel? I, mean, I, I was I was the exact same as you. So first time I just remember Oh, oh, like I wasn't looking forward to it this rewatch because I remember being disappointed after Get Out. I was just like, like I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was a bad film. But mm. I just didn't have the same thing. I didn't. Yeah. I never wanted to rewatch it. Really, um, I feel like I still don't enjoy it as much as his other films. Um, but and I feel like this. I, I disagree with what Conan said earlier. I feel like this is the most horror one of all of them. I, at least I find. I find this one the, the scariest for me. Personally. I think I agree. I think I agree. But um, yeah, I I, I definitely I enjoyed it more like this time around. But yeah, I I still don't feel it's as strong as Get Out, especially. But yeah, I I, I actually I I enjoyed it the first one. I think everyone saw this and was like, it's not as good as Get Out. Yeah. Um, and I mean, how how sort of, how do you do how do you follow Absolutely. that up? Absolutely. Yeah. But I really enjoyed it the first time. I think on the rewatch, I, I disliked it more. I, um, really? And I, di- I didn't dislike it. I just didn't like it as much. I still enjoyed it. But what I found is that once the once you know the twist and once you know the fact that there are so many questions that there's no answers provided. Yes. Yep. I, I, found, yeah. the re-watch, I found the rewatch really kind of unsatisfying. Like the first time you were just, because again, you're in his channel. Not knowing what the hell's going on. Yeah. And that's part of his thing. He's like, this is what I take you. I take you on a ride. Like with Get Out, he's like, you don't know what's fully going on until the last minute. And with this, I'm like, there's doppelgangers. That's whack. Explain it to me, Peel. And he keeps kind of, he keeps just throwing shit at you and throwing imagery at you. And it's really good. And it's really effective. But as it sort of wraps up, you, and you know, that's been the debate onwards. Like, what is us about? And I will pose that question to you guys in a, in a second. But I, like at the, at the time, I was like, this was, it was a fun ride. And yeah. once you've taken that ride on the rewatch, I'm like, I, I don't know. This isn't going anywhere. There's some great scenes, but it's just not really that compelling because it's like, who's the killer? I couldn't tell you. But I also know exactly who it is because yeah. There's, yeah. there's a huge exposition dump in the middle of the movie, which is a bit, very terrifying, but a bit clunky. I mean, I think the first the first time I watched this, I was like, oh, that girl got swapped at the beginning because I knew it was about doppelgangers. Okay. I didn't know. Okay. Well, like, I totally, like, saw that twist, like, from minute oh, three I or whatever. Like, yeah, better I, I, than me too. I was like, <laughs> that I twist, I was, I was like, what? I, just, I was just like, that's such an obvious twist to do. If you're going to have, you know, doppelgangers, you swap them. Like, isn't that just the thing you do in these types of movies? Oh, that's how I felt anyway. But I enjoyed, I, I enjoyed this rewatch more. I think this 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 also opens with a weird non sequitur. The uh, the hands across America. Enjoy. I I enjoy the um the all the VHSs on the side are like his his 
uh, inspiration for this film. I feel like the the obvious one is Chud, cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. Like (laughs) it's such an obvious reference, and it's like sitting there right next to the opening opening of this movie. Yeah. Were you were you frustrated? Were you guys frustrated by then the conclusion being yes. they all come up from the ground to do hands across America? Yes. And you're like what what the hell though? Yes. Like like That's... what is this what what is this movie about? I want you guys to tell me what's it about. What's the what's the critique of it? Okay, I'll I'll put my film school hat on. No, so <laughs> um, I feel like this is info I got after YouTubing. What is us about when I first watched it? Um, but obviously like you know, inequality and privilege as in people, um, the same bodies or whatever in a different setting, um, with different privileges grow up different, you know, people who aren't wealthy or anything like that, who are sort of living in these crappy areas, aren't going to grow up the same and have the same, um, you know, privileges or everything like that, that, and they, that's why they, they have the doppelganger thing where she is, one of the others, you know, she's from the underground and now she's married and kids and can talk and has this like social life while the other ones, you know, this repressed sort of thing because they, they swapped roles, even though this the same sort of thing. I feel like privilege is the main point. I feel like it's, it is the most confusing of the three films. I feel like, uh, yeah, it's the, yeah. I heard like, you know, I saw a thing about, um, how they're saying, you know, the hands across America thing, was the last thing the true girl saw before she was swapped. Like, you know, she watched that film, then gets yep. taken that day. So that's her last, like, memory of this world for years and years. America, while, yeah. So she's always had this idea of, like, this is, you know. This is, this it, is it how you make a statement for the world, yeah. Yeah, it mm. left an impact on her as a kid, and it's something that she's been dwelling on. And it's that's the thing. It's building up the whole movie. It's like, what is going on? Like, why is this, like, line forming? Like, what are these people mm doing but um yeah it's the whole underground things just is a little weird to me and i feel like that's what i enjoy get out more get out feels like it could be real you know in an absurd way but it's yeah. believable this is like what's going on like this is really absurd but yeah, yeah I mean, there's a suspension of disbelief in all these movies but i feel like yeah, get yeah. out get out there's a logic behind everything that happens i feel mm-hmm. like in us they kind of just wave it away like yes these people are living underground yes they're living off of rabbits yes they're somehow tethered to those above them and some of their actions match but like none of that logistically makes any sense right like where do the rabbits oh. come from they're going to run out of rabbits eventually yeah. or do they just breed infinitely how are they fed because they have to be fed like how do you fit an equal amount of people underground as you do above the ground? I know there's the big, you know, there's so many tunnels under the US, yeah. but it just, it's, there's, it's, there's too many plot holes, too many leaps of logic there, I think to follow, yeah. but think, yeah. Well, you continue. I was just going to say, like, I still enjoyed this film watching it this time. Like the moment to moment, like, you know, it's kind of slasher horror, I think is really fun. Like the where the uh, Tim Heidecker, which is such a weird actor to have in this movie, like very much as have you ever seen like Tim and Eric? I'm the only one. I'm the only. So that's that's his white friend. Oh, it's his white friend. Okay, yeah. So him and Elizabeth Moss. Yeah. Look up Tim and Eric, and you'll see the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Have you seen the? It's free real estate. That meme. Oh yes. So that's that guy. Like they just do really surrealist comedy, and like it's funny stuff. I enjoy it. But he's a he's a weird role in this movie. Anyway, like I enjoy their house getting 
taken by the by the others like that's yeah, yeah. that's a really enjoyable sequence it's really fun and even when they they come to the the main character's house and they have to escape on the like he's a, the boat sequence is really good like there's some fun sequences yeah. there in terms of the slasher part of it but i think the social commentary is is a lot more nebulous in this movie than it is in the others i agree it, like i took it to be about privilege but then i've seen other people interpret it as like you know this is the psyche of the doppelganger and i don't know there's some there's some i don't know there's other psych psychiatrist talk that i don't understand about the other self and stuff like that like there yeah. are other things to explore there but i think it's a lot more nebulous and it doesn't it's a, doesn't hit as well as as get out the other like obviously yeah. with politics and everything like that in america especially at that time i i feel like i've read an interview with peel where it's is about you know the people that are like us, they have our faces, but are mm. different, you know, mm. like they're, they're, they're the other, but we are more similar and everything like that. Um, it's no, it's no coincidence, right? This came out during the Trump presidency as well. Like there's a clearly no. an, an awareness of that, like your neighbor, your American, your fellow yeah. American who, who should be your brother, like exactly like you could actually be this, you know, this killer or, you don't realize what you've got over someone else. That's that's the thing. There's so much of like I read a bunch of those readings as well, and the common yeah. one was like the privilege idea. Yeah. But yeah. things like yeah, this is this is how you cope with trauma. This is just the the irrational fear of the other and all this stuff. And that was my thing. It's he's asking a lot of questions, but he doesn't provide any answer or, or any internal logic to it. He's just throwing questions out in the room, which is still really fun and like still admirable. Like I I respect films for doing that. Mm. Um. I just think there comes a point where you can't just do too much and then be like, I don't have to provide a meaning. You guys figure it out. And be like, especially because he, yeah. he has one off sentence where he's like, they were created by a cabal of people, but that wasn't working. So they abandoned them here. I'm like, yeah, like so, so, so what's the people? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who's this cabal? What the hell? Like, was this Reagan who did this? I need to know the answers. Like, <laughs> he, he seems to have an idea of what it is, but he's never, he hasn't fully fleshed it out, which... Yeah, yeah I get, this still film is still really good. Um, I guess my prop, my other problem with it was like the, all the kills. They're really the horror parts are great. The home invasion where they come in in the first part yep. is is terrifying. And watching yep. seeing them stand there on the um at the, yes, oh, at the top of the driveway, nightmares. That's what I picture when I'm like, this is the most scary it's, film. Yeah. yeah, them all holding hands in the driveway. <laughs> and again, it just it shows that scene so many times, and every time it's like, oh, that's creepy. It lingers but, um, on it, right? Yeah, yeah like you're saying totally with, with Get Out takes its time but then like the the father gets killed really quickly with like kind of a funny scene with the boat yeah and in the home even the home invasion elizabeth moss's house it's it's funny like it's it is it's got, funny it's got the beach boys song playing and then it plays yep. um fuck the police like yeah yep. so even though it is kind of creepy it's it's constantly undone this film's a lot more funny in my yeah i, I know in the rewatch i saw that more which which is fine. Uh, it just wasn't didn't click for me as much. Like I, I, I don't know. I still find that enjoyable though. Like the home invasion of 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 the White family that reminds me of like the pub scene in um, in Shaun of the Dead, right? Like the yeah. the music going to the, to the kills and stuff. Like, I don't know. This, there's a connection yeah. there. I feel like, but yeah. yeah, with the home invasion, I like like where they all kind of get separated with their with their doppelganger and the kids in the in the cupboard with him with the lighter and stuff oh yeah. it's all so creepy i really creepy. the boy's creepy really enjoy it the oh, the boy is super creepy yeah yeah and the, the girl oh the girl is yeah. terrifying she, she looks she looks so disturbing yeah just yeah. the yeah. smile and like the greased hair it's... yeah just the yeah. ability to run endlessly yeah, yeah. <laughs> terminator what, again why does the boy 
Why does he mirror him? Is that ever explained? The tether is still there. That's what I was I was going to ask with the whole fire thing. I just yeah, that's it, that scene is so cool. Like just yeah. watching him watching him back into the fire is really cool. Yeah, but, but there's, there's not a logic there, right? Like like a no. lot of elements in this movie, there's a lack of real reason for why that happens. It doesn't really make sense. But it's yeah. good. Like it makes for a good scene. Like him walking backwards and yeah, I don't Home. know. Conan, what's your thoughts on like the ending thing with the son putting the mask on his face after looking at looking at the mum? I mean, he obviously figures out that she is she's the the other. She's an other. Yeah, she's yeah. the other. So he knows for some reason because he's obviously a bit of a weird kid. He I don't know. He might be autistic. There's something off about him, right? Like it's they explain it to it that he doesn't learn properly or he doesn't hear or it takes him a while to focus or something. So he's clearly got like he's a little bit odd, or is there something wrong with him? So I think like that's why he can pick up on it where the others can't. And he so also I don't sees know. her like brutally. He's also in the underground, yeah. That's, he's, that's he true, gets that's to see all those things. He, he yeah. sees her screaming as, as he massacres them. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't get the mask necessarily. I don't know if it's like a... But again, it's like you, you could read into that as he's going to wear a mask for the rest of his life now because he knows the reality. He knows the truth. And so he's going to pretend to be someone else like... Like his mother did. Well, he's, he's going to pretend to not know that she's another and like treat her as his that's, mother. Like, you, there's lots of ways you can read it, yeah. which is the fun well, part. Like, seen. that's what I enjoy about his movies. Is I don't think any of these readings are necessarily wrong, but I feel like this one doesn't offer enough logic between those those moments. No. How freaking good though is Lupita Nyong'o? Oh, awesome! She plays two characters. Yes. Yeah. Complete. It's it's a, like watching it again. It's like holy. Sh- She's amazing. The way she yeah. talks as as well, she's not the other. She's technically the real person. Yeah, it's like super creepy. I hate like I hate her raspy I, voice. It's, I know oh, it's scary. It's like, it's like nails on a chalkboard. It's so well done. It's so yeah, well it's done. I just like how she she gets the tears when she's talking. It's like she's like she's. It's amazing acting, like making yourself cry like that. It's um, mm. how do you do that? I don't know. But, like they're they're all really good in this as well. Even the kids are like. Uh, really good. The husband's hilarious. He's lots of yeah, Winston Duke is a great actor as well. I really like right. him. Obviously, yeah, Elizabeth Moss is really good. Um, she's kind of the, the vapid housewife. It's their whole yep. relationship. Or they, just, they sort of hate each other. And yeah. It's like, yep. It's yeah, I feel like this movie lacks lacks a lot of the um, the foreshadowing and stuff that that get makes get out so enjoyable. Like there's there's that moment where the the frisbee lands directly on the dot on the tower. Did you guys notice that? So they're at the beach yeah. and someone throws a frisbee, it lands in front of her and it lands direct like directly over a dot. And I suppose you could look at like, you know, this is the the mirrored image below and stuff, but it just feels so much weaker than what we get in in Get Out. Yeah, and she comments about that. She's like, "Oh, that was weird." And she's yeah. later like weird stuff's been happening all day, but it's yeah, I don't, I don't, it doesn't really translate. I saw a comment like about that whole thing, like how she can't naturally get the rhythm, like where she's clicking her finger to the beat and talking to the sun in the car. Yeah. And like oh, it's because she didn't so. like have the soul to like just learn that. It's something she had to learn to do with the beat instead of just feeling it. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I did not even notice that. Though. I wouldn't have either until the analysis. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's that's the like. There's a community around these movies, which is is a lot of fun to yeah. like engage in. The other thing that yeah. really works, it works in this, it works in all of them, but in this one, it's probably on the show the most. Is like his his imagery and his iconography, like the the gloved hands and the scissors. Like that mm. was the that was mm. the poster for it. Was just that holding yep. the scissors, and that's really kind of distinctive. Now, if you see that weird glove and that, you know exactly what it is. 
it happens yeah. with the get out as well like the teacup's pretty iconic um the yeah. teutonic helmet he has is really weird <laughs> and like you see those Im- like the bunnies in this you see all these images and you're like oh that's that's identifiable as this even, even the, the holding um, hands now I feel yeah like he's, mm. yeah like that shot yeah that shot is very like i could imagine seeing that on framed that we all play and i'll be like that's yep. us yeah yeah um yeah he, he's he's just got a knack for that like telling telling stories and telling information through like single images and like symbolism and stuff i guess it's not as not as strong in this you're right is there like a reason why they have that glove and the scissors though like it doesn't never explain doesn't connect back to anything that's my problem with it how do they get six billion red jumps (laughs) it's a great question they're just born with them (laughs) they're born in little jumpsuits to grow yeah it's a lot of questions A lot of questions with this one. I, just... I like the flashbacks to the, like the psychiatrist's office, and she's like, "It's not my daughter anymore. It's not the same person." Like, it's kind of super obvious, but I should I should have noticed that. You're really making me feel dumb now. <laughs> that was so, PTSD, it's... man. It's true. <laughs> that's that's exactly what I thought. I'm like, yeah. if if I saw myself, I'd be pretty freaked out. So yeah, she's just she's a weird kid. She struggled, suffered through that. Fair but enough. you're right. In in retrospect, it's like, how did I not pick up on that? It's She's yeah. wearing she's wearing a thriller t-shirt. Doesn't he transform in that? Like, you know, there's another. There's anyway, there's so much Ew. subtext. I just feel like it's a lot weaker in this film. All right, should we get on to Nope? Nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. <laughs> uh, I f- oh, sorry, wrong one. The residents of a lonely gulch in inland California bear witness to an uncanny, uncanny and chilling discovery. I. You go, you go. You saw it most recently. <laughs> I saw this film today. Um, went the get out approach. Did not see anything. Had no idea what this movie was about at all. You didn't see the trailers? No. Did you know it was about aliens? No. So no, all no. I went in with was knowing. I saw the very first trailer. So I knew it was about aliens, and I'm like, that's enough for me. I um, heard the first trailer spoiled stuff, and people were like, don't watch the first trailer. So I no, didn't. No. The second yeah. trailer spoiled lots of stuff. The first okay. trailer was great. The first yeah. trailer was oh, just okay. enough to make it freaky, but the second trailer revealed. I'll have to more. go back and watch the like the first trailer and, and everything now. Yeah, watched nothing, nothing. Anytime an ad came on, especially during State of Origin this year, I was like, nope, and I walked out I was like, <laughs> no, I don't want to see anything in regards to this. So I walked in completely blind, had no idea what direction this movie was heading, um, and was guessing left, right, and center for the first half. I was like. I was like, all right, something with the monkey, something about maybe circus animals or something's going on. Um, what's 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 this weird phenomena with coins falling out of the sky? <laughs> I was just tripping. Did not expect it to go the way it did, especially then when you think you know where it's going, obviously with the twist of what that is up there. Um, I did not see that coming. And that's, yeah, I, I, I love this film. I really <laughs> loved this film. So I really, really enjoyed this film. Just want to get that out there first. Yeah. No, like I tried to come in as blind as I could and you're right. Like this movie, I think even if you had seen those trailers, this movie takes a lot of turns and it. I think they're all handled really, really well, unlike us, but more like Get Out. Um, and yeah, like it asks a lot, like it gives you a lot of questions at the start, but then it answers pretty much everything. Like there's some mystery out there, but I'm okay with it. Like it's nothing that I can't get behind right like yeah and this movie was it's just a lot of fun it's really really good i had the same i just had the same thought so i saw the first trailer i loved and i like watched it a bunch and i got into all the theories and i was like what's it going to be about and people were talking about 
it's an acronym for not of planet Earth. Yes, saw that. And they, they, they were linking <laughs> it back. They were linking it back to an obscure Twilight Zone episode that involved replacing people with alien counterparts. And there's a trailer breakdown. It's like, see this person here. They want to take the DNA of horses and become this other thing. And I was like, this is going to be juicy, man. So I was in on it. I was really deep <laughs> in the rabbit hole. Saw the second trailer. And I was like, oh, they just told me everything. But uh, like you said, Grinder. But no, but then I watched it. I was like, it actually doesn't. They did a really good job of like, again, subverting it because of the reveal. And when you discover what it actually is and what's going on, it all like you sort of came into it being like, yeah, this is definitely about aliens and they're trying to find a UFO. But what they're doing with that and what the UFO is doing is um is vastly different to what I was expecting. And I was I felt really I, I never felt ripped off or cheated. I was like, this is great. You you've tricked me here. But it's not because of that. It's because you told you showed me the trailer, you held information and you've told me a great story like Oh, get... mass... It was the old Mass Effect twist, man. The old Mass Effect twist. I don't get the polarizing criticism for this movie. Have you guys seen much about the feedback? I... It so is polarizing, it... I see that, yeah. I don't get it. I don't get why so many people are against it. It's like this movie is not nearly as horror. This is more of a thriller. Mm. Um, I think it's because there's really only one scene of gore. and besides... Again, it's pretty funny. So it's a lot more... to me, it's a lot more of a thriller than it is even a horror film. So it has its like, moments, though. It does. It does. It feels like it's building up a lot. Like I'm, I, I, this is a pun to do with the movie. I was always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like yeah. it was just this <laughs> thing that I was like, okay, what's what's going to happen? There's the one scene in the bar where it's actually the kids, but I was like, oh my god, what is this movie about? Like this is oh, freaking out. Terrifying, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It, and then it, I love it, that he just punches it. <laughs> yes, it's such a good fake out. Like. Holy shit, they're revealing the aliens. What is going on here? And they move so creepily. And then there's a second one. It's like, what the hell? And then, yep. yeah, it's such a fake out. It's so good. Yeah, I love it. Because that was that moment where he's watching past the bard and you see his head move. That was one oh, of yeah. the biggest, that was one of the biggest like things in the trailer that yeah. breakdown videos were talking about. Like, oh, oh so that was aliens. in the trailer. Like, you see the top oh. of its head, you see the top of its head move. And so, and then you see if it showed you the um the toys that Jupiter set up and it's like see that they, they try to so merchandise like, the aliens yeah okay yeah so yeah to have, to have okay. that as like a fake out in the middle is like holy crap that's so good but again yep. in that scene the camera just lingers and it shows you this little alien slowly stand up and it's like oh yeah man and you don't know what it is at first like what is he looking at and then it no. just slowly moves and it's like oh i didn't notice out. it there at first i was looking in the doorways at yep. the end of that room yeah. and i was like what's coming out there and then i was like oh there's something moving here i was like oh my god what is it i was like it was just Oh, it was freaking me out, man. It was such a great scene. And then, yeah, it, it just, I felt like a build. And I kept being like, when does it get, like, I was like, is this a horror? Like, when does it get to the the stuff that's, you know, like that? And it's, I just, I loved it where it went with it. Yeah. Yeah. He does that. He really does that. He makes us the spectator. In the same way with Get Out, right? That he makes us the, he basically puts us in Daniel Kaluuya's shoes. He makes us feel what, um like what he's feeling as this, as this one black guy in a, in a sea of white guys. And the same way in this, in Nope, he makes us feel like spectators and we're constantly looking at the sky. There's so many shots of the sky. Yeah. And, and when it happens, you're always looking in every corner, like where's it going to come from? What's Is that cloud try- sitting still? What's going on there? <laughs> exactly. And you're like, I'm trying to catch a glimpse of everything in every scene. And there's a, I can sort of see why the budget with this is so much bigger, right? There's like, it's, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of CGI. There's like, I don't know. This movie really needs to be seen on the cinema as well, like on the mm. big screen, because there's so many shots of sweeping vistas in the canyon. And you're also watching, yep. you're like, what's going on with that horse down there? Why is that shadow moved here? He just he he makes you the spectator again. 
which just sort of builds that tension and that unease because you're like, what what am I going to find? What am I looking at? It's it's so I, good. I love the use of the wacky inflatable arm tube <laughs> as well. Just like you I see one go fun. down, it's like, oh, okay. Like that's it's coming, you know, yeah. sort of thing. It's <laughs> They do it great. I just want to um say... Shout out to Angel. Angel's an awesome character. Like after he showed up from the Best Buy scene, I was like, I hope he's in it more. And then like the fact that he stayed in there, I was just like, oh, I really like this dude. Everybody was so good in this. Like Steve, oh, Steve, yeah, yeah. Steve Ewan, I love him. Like I, I always loved him in The Walking yeah. Dead. And he's yep. really good in this movie. He's a he is. Yep. great. Um, how the, I mean, we get another non-sequitur opener with the chimp scene. Yep. <sighs> Like, terrifying. I was like, what the hell is, like, what is going on? And it was terrifying. You're right. Like, it's really, and that, the opening scene's not too bad. Like, it's it's creepy, but you don't get, they, you know, they show the extended the scene later where later. it's just like, wow. And they yeah. still don't show you the stuff. That's like, right. Yeah. It's always just out of frame and you're like, I, I can hear what's going on. Like, it's, and it's like the most scary scene almost because it's just like, the, your imagination's going wild, sort of thing, but it's yeah. oh, it's such a such a great scene, such a horrifying scene. Yeah, because I, I was reading, it's like it's based off a, or it's probably inspired by a real life case of like a celebrity monkey that killed yeah. her owner's friend. Like, no, sorry, didn't kill, like disfigured her really hideously. Yep. And that's she, like when she appeared in an interview, she had the veil over her face, like the um the survivor in that. Yeah. But obviously, yeah, he's like he's he's riffing on that idea of our obsession with. Like our spectatorship, right? And we yeah. want to see this. We want to tame predators. We want to see these animals do tricks. And it's like, we just love the idea of it. And that's that, yeah, the spectacle of it and being like, wow, this this monkey shouldn't be doing this, but it is. And it's the same yeah. way. It's the whole, that's what they're trying to do with this with this creature. They're, they're trying to see it. They're trying to watch it. And they, they, they toy with God. What did you guys make of the shoe? I can't figure out, I can't find a proper answer for this. So Yeah, I looked around and I couldn't find a good answer either. So that's the thing. I, I was like mystified because I saw all these theories where people were like, oh, did it have something to do like grab? Because before the reveal of what it is, you know, I was like, there's got to be some weird, you know, um, magnetic thing or something that was going on at the same time near this area. Mm. Um, apparently, it. I saw it, like a person do an analysis on it just before I started the podcast. Be like, said it's like how how he talks about like the bad the bad miracle. Bad miracle. It's yeah. just this things landed there. That catches his eyes, which makes him not make eye contact with, monkey, with Gordy, yeah. which is what saves him because he didn't find him as an aggressor. aggressor he, he, also he, had the va- he also had the tablecloth over his and eyes. The, like veil, the veil, so he couldn't see his eyes. So it like it calmed him down because he felt like, you know, it's this territorial thing of like not being an aggressor in the situation. But that caught his eye and sort of saved him. And it's this weird thing. Like he has it, you know, on the mantle in the framed like that yeah um this thing that he thinks you know like he has this bond or whatever or he was able to overcome this thing with yeah, he, and he thinks it's a, him. yeah he thinks yeah. it's a bit of a divine moment so he's kind of special yeah. and he can tame this other creature too he right like, but he he cannot <laughs> spoiler alert he how, um, how, how good is like the 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 group abduction scene where they you know he's like we, you know we've got an hour here comes the kids to do a little dance for us and then, and then out it comes. It's a little early, and it's just like, that's the this, horror moment, right? Yeah, the, you see them squashed in. It's the hard. scene of them squashed in is horrifying, yep. and is what I think will stick with me from this movie. Yep. Is just that realization of like, oh my god, this is what this is. Like, it's 
this is horrifying in here, you know, like, um, and that's what that noise is, is like these people, like the noise. The noise of them screaming as it flew around. Screaming. The sound design in this movie. Holy crap. Oh, man. Chills. I got chills. Yeah, you can just you can hear in the background every now and then. It's like this this howling. Yeah, and it's like oh, it's people getting eaten. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just like the raining blood scene. Is is like it blew my mind. Yeah, you, you just it, it all goes quiet and it just pour, like comes down the window. It's like from The Shining or something, and yep. it's just yep. all over the house. It was amazing. Yep. Oh man, such a good uh, such a good scene. Like, what did you guys think of the twist? The the reveal. It's not a UFO. It's a U UAB UAP. It's a living creature. Like it was Yeah. I can't believe no one's ever thought of that, right? What? Like that's the thing with this twist, like what a unique movie in twenty twenty two. Like it's it's original, I feel like, you know, and mm. it's this thing that like I said earlier, the Mass Effect twist, you know, it's not actually a ship, it's a it's a thing. Yeah. But creature. um it's I, I love the twist. Like the second that that moment clicks, I was just like, "Oh my god, that's what this is! This is such a, this is such a cool thing for this horror film to go in this direction." It's, yeah, I, I loved the twist. So, it's I've good. seen the negative discourse about it, but I knew it had a lower score critically, and it, it, I knew it was a bit like divided the opinion on this. Um, I know Logan Paul didn't like it. <laughs> that made oh dear new stories, but <laughs> crap. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I like, I like, you know, I like that it's a living creature. It's interesting, like, the way it unfurls itself and becomes this otherworldly thing. And, like, you know, you you can, you know, you can look back in history and, you know, Roswell was apparently an air balloon and, you know, maybe that was the air balloon. And then people, I've seen a lot of people talk about, you know, biblically accurate uh, angels. Yeah. And how they, yeah. you know, they ha- how they unfurl and have all these eyes and stuff like that. And, you know, maybe that's what they were seeing. Like, it's interesting how that can tie into history. That was, that was a really fascinating reading I saw, yeah, like, because angels appear and they're terrifying to people. They seem terrifying. And it's like, yeah. is this is this what that is? Like, and I don't, yeah, like, because obviously this starts with the, um, this starts with the quote from the book of Nemua, Nemua, whatever it is. I don't know. Nemua, so, yeah. Nemua, yeah. I'll cast filth on you and make you a spectacle. Yeah. And like, I, I don't know if he's taking it any further than just that, but it's an interesting idea. Like that miracle again, right? Like, yeah. What What's a bad miracle? Is there such a thing? Is this actually the best thing happened? Like, do you see that TMZ reporter who's going to come and he's going to get the the shot? And it's yeah. like maybe it's actually a really good thing for some people because of what they see. I don't. It's it's a fascinating idea. That TMZ reporter, that scene actually was really creepy as well, right? This dude appears and he's got like a reflective helmet. Yeah, I had no idea what was going on. I was like, yeah. And it's like, is this guy like going to kill? Start shooting people? Like, what's? Because he know he seems to know that he can't look at it. And that's why he's got a, that's what that's what I read it as. He's got a reflective helmet because he doesn't want to he doesn't want to be seen as looking at the creature. And uh, I don't know if I'm, re- yeah, I'm, I don't know sure. if, I'm reading, if I'm reading into it, but it was just he rides up and he's like, "You see that cloud? It's not moving. You're like, oh, something's going to go down. The government's going to roll." I up. thought this dude was like some old before they said TMZ. I thought this guy was like he's onto it. He's this guy who's been tracking this thing for yeah. ages. The unlike um uncomfortableness when he showed up. And he's there, like talking to her. 
I yeah. I thought he was pull, going to pull out a gun and shoot her, and I was going to be yeah, like, "Oh sure. god, this is this is going to be this, this is where it's going now." There's this other party, you know, that's going to wreck well, everything up. She but. calls him like a man in black, and I thought, "Oh, this is the government coming in." Like, yeah. and yeah. it seemed it's a little weird that a house covered in blood didn't get investigated when there was a, you know a mass of people going missing missing not far away. There's kind the of a plot hole there, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's where I thought that was coming from. But yeah, it, it's interesting. Like, I think. I think the story with him is he wanted to be part of the spectacle, right? Like he wanted to get in there and be involved in it. The, mm. Yeah, I don't know how the reflective suit fits in that though. Like I, it honestly could just be me reading into it, but mm. I thought it was um, it's just one of those details that I can I can imagine him just like in costume. You know, like what if it was reflective so the creature sees itself? Mm. It might not have meant anything, but I'm like that that just has an interesting work. And it's in the moment I remember that really was made me think like it knows what it is. This guy knows what's happening. Mm. Is it yeah? Is a government is it going to go that path? This is and it's really tense. Like you said, Luke, he's he's like talking to it, and he's and he pulls out that camera. He's like, it just it's yeah. real. It puts you on edge the whole time. Yeah, and then he just he rides under it. Just goes, ah. yep. <laughs> and then he's like, oh man, he's dead. And you just hear, ah. <laughs> it gave me Austin Powers vibes. <laughs> oh, it's great, Mustafa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um. Yeah, like the finals. I, I really enjoyed the the final sequence and seeing like it's the true form and stuff like that. I was like, oh my god, this is like getting hec- more hectic and more hectic. It's crazy. Yeah, but- and it just keeps unfurling and unfurling. Yeah, yeah. I guess the subtext there as well, right? Like we think it's this UFO because it looks like a flying saucer, and how mm. spectators get so fixated on that stuff and. People see something and be like this is what it is. I know the truth. I'm like an alt right truther. I've seen this thing or whatever. And, you, and that becomes you're obsessed with having to see this thing that you think could be tamed or you think is something or you think could make you money. And then it's like, no, this is this does this can't be comprehended. This is something that we we don't have an answer to. And to his to his credit, Peel really keeps that vague. Like with the shoe, he's like, this is something that's happened, and it's not about what's actually happening. It's about how we react to it. It's about how yeah. people. Some people try to monetize it. Some people get obsessed with it. Like the cinematographer, he. He goes in and has to witness it because he's like, "This is a an impossible thing." Yeah, he dies for his art for the one perfect shot. Exactly, and it's 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 really fascinating how it all how it all works. Yeah, and then it's got that great um, that Jaws ending where he blows it up with the balloon. Yeah. It fits. It fits with the balloons that set the monkey off too. Like it's there's some really good foreshadowing there. Like it's so good. Oh, same sound as that's great. Yeah, (laughs) and even um to the monkey scene. When each of them balloons were like popping, it gave me like I was like, oh god, that's like an yeah. unsettling thing when it kept going off. Um, like the opening scene, obviously we get this thing with the monkey, but then the opening credits we see the inside of it and we don't know what it is. Yeah, so it's like it's yeah. the shot, and it go ends up on the shot of like the original motion picture thing of the guy on the horse, yep. but it, it's showing like the insides of it, and you hear like screaming and stuff like that and mm. stuff going on so they show you at the start of the film like what mm. what this is but yeah yeah i guess yeah he just holds the information back you know you never know what it is but you know that's it's something creepy and it's just kind of keeps you on edge for the whole film yeah i, I like the com like what it sort of did as well with i guess hollywood history like it's this film's got a lot of nods to it right like it it has a story about their ancestor being the first jockey which no one actually knows who that is. So he's, he's fictionalizing his family, but it's just that idea of like how the white, the white cameraman from there is remembered historically. 
but the actual movie star, his name's forgotten in history. Black Erasure, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, I guess they just talk a lot about this this old sitcom. Like, you know, it's a it's a throwback to all these classic sitcoms of the time. Dupe's like this washed up child star and he had this mm-hmm. string of films. It's it's just interesting unpacking how again, our obsession with Hollywood and like how people get chewed up by that system. And spat out. And sp- yeah, yeah, chewed up and literally spat out. The waste gets spat back to earth. And um yeah, but how we're just like that's not a it's it's seeing the moment, it's seeing them in that time no matter the cost is Look, this film is so thematically strong, just like Get Out. I think that's why I it, I enjoyed it heaps more because it's yeah, he's clearly got a point and a commentary and a, a take on it and and delivers. delivers. I feel like Get Out. I um I can't wait to watch this again. Like I really I, yeah. I want to see it again. And it's a film where I feel like it's an easy rewatch. I feel like almost it's a like I'm excited to watch it with my wife because she didn't get the chance to watch it yet. So I'm excited to watch it with her. So yeah. My wife's not a horror fan. Do you reckon she'd still be able to watch this? Yeah, like, honest question. A comedy. No, honest question, though. And besides the one part of uh, you know, ingestion and regurgitation, do you reckon and it's... the monkey. And, oh, yeah, true. There's the, the monkey. Rain. There's the blood rain scene. And even even the moments around that where he's he's in the car trying to get back and he's not sure if it's above him and he's he's darting over to Actually, the other yeah, vehicle. That, that, like, that whole scene thing. is really creepy. And I, also I, the kids. Yeah, There's, right, there's yeah, a few I'm moments. Not, I'm, not watching, I'm not watching it with her. <laughs> I love when he, with the car thing where he's just like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> like, no, <laughs> just going to yeah. stay here. It's really good. The amount of times, oh. yeah, they, they threw that word in. Just the character's going, nope. And it's like, it was like right at the start too because it's in that sitcom. She says, nope. Yeah. It's, yep. it's good. <laughs> yep. Uh, um, yeah. That just as well, like I feel like um we talked touching on it earlier, but like with Keith David, David at the start, um just not knowing what was going on and just like just the noise like you hear the spattering like the metal spattering around and stuff like that and just then then his head's pouring blood in the car i was just like what is going oh, on it was just yeah that was creeping me out i was, was like busy. i had no idea what was going on and they take yeah. the x-ray and it's like directly in his eye like he's like it seems it seems aimed right like it's directly in his eye it sits at the mm. base of his brain and it's like yeah. was he assassinated by something but it's just a bad miracle right like it just yeah. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's so thematic. It's so good. I, I just love when Jordan Peele's on on his game because it's so thematically strong. He just does oh. like just so Conan. You go. I'm just gonna find out something. But. I just think like talking about Jordan Peele, right? Because there was that tweet that Jordan Peele shared where someone was like, "Is he the best horror director ever?" And Jordan Peele was like, "Stop it." Yeah. <laughs> like I, I will not hear you be talking bad about John Carpenter. Yeah. But it's a, it's a question that's getting thrown around. Like, is Jordan Peele the next? the next best voice is he one of the best voices now is he the best voice like it's, it's a legit question right he's on three for three like what do you guys think of do you think he's like does he go on and just keep doing these amazing stuff is he gonna make a bad film do you guys think that this can only go on for so long or i think I mean, yes he is gonna make a bad film but i think I, don't, I think everybody like has missteps i just appreciate that he's got such a strong voice and i think he has changed horror movies for the better like to have a voice to have you know to have something to say yeah yeah they've all got a it's not just it's not a gore fest it's not body horror like or something like that it's this you know there's a political message there or not political but social commentary for each film but 
I say that. Do you think there's been many horror films come out since then that have had a good, strong message? The one that comes to mind is The Invisible Man. It was really fascinating. Oh, it's great. And the look at, you know, her being, you know, her... Um, gaslighting and... Yeah, gaslighting, like, that sort of thing. Yeah, like, that was fascinating. Is Conan, you're probably the biggest horror fan here. Do you feel like there's been a definitely. change in horror? So, it's like I'm saying that the term elevated horror is, like, the sort of the... the Thrown around, yeah. The question of where horror is at as a genre. And it started probably in 20... Um, 2014 or 15 but it really got rampant with this film this is the one that really made people cling to it and be like this is elevated horror this is where the genre needs to go and i think a lot of movies are trying to like because you had hereditary the same year which is the other big one and then you had midsummer a couple of years later and they're all like that was really um louded and people loved it and the invisible man like invisible man did an incredibly turnaround to again it's like over 100 million dollars to a budget of like 10 million Mm. so i think that is where and then you have things again, like, I don't know, a small horror film that came out that I really enjoyed called X. It was kind of like a, it wasn't elevated, but it was like very self-aware and to the point of like satire. Hmm. I, th- I think horror is, and like horror's always been political, though, is the thing. Horror's always had a message. Like you look back at early ones like Godzilla um, was about the fear of nuclear, like nuclear annihilation and what that can be. Slasher films were sort of like the, the, the 80s America of like the fear of this encroaching otherness and like sex and drugs on the street you know mm. and there's a, there was a racial element there like these communities where drugs are going and everyone's just like these crazed murderers are going to kill my precious white children so horrors always had that to it i don't like the term's pretty bad i don't like the term because it really does dis like rule out a lot of others but i think you're right these movies have made filmmakers they've seen that shown filmmakers that it's profitable they've shown filmmakers that having this gets your respect both as the audience, but it also makes bank. Whereas if you made Friday the 13th remake, I don't think it would sell as much. Um, no. I feel no, like I don't... Yeah. these films are for like the modern or like not modern, but like the casual audience almost yeah. where like no. people like Griner or myself who aren't a big horror fans will go to the cinema to watch these sort of films. I think is though they do they do like they do have a lot of references to the horror films of the past. Like Peel's mm. massively influenced by them. He talks about it all the time. And like yeah. this film, this film there's a lot of talk about Jaws before it, and everyone's like, "Why is that?" But then it makes total sense when you see the film. It really it kind of is Jaws with a UFO, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I, but I think that is an interesting thing, though. I think you're right. It's like horror's always been a dirty genre, right? And what I mean by that is people have always felt sort of ashamed, or it's never been regarded highly. Yeah. The Oscars have never, until Silence of the Lambs, have never respected a horror film. They've never given it a time of day. And it's debatable if that's even a horror film. But it's always been a genre that's like schlocky and considered B-grade. And it's always been one, you know, people, even though they always make money at the cinema, but it's just been the sort of genre that people enjoy because it's exploitive. It's never been seen as true art, which is really stupid. And this is the film that people can see without, well, these are the films people can see without feeling guilty. Yeah, They shouldn't feel guilty. But if you say to someone, oh, I'm just going to watch some horror films, there is a bit of like a, oh, you like horror, okay. You could be seeing a cool character drama or something. <laughs> we think that about you, Conan, when you say... That, that's exactly right. Yeah. When I get up here, I'm like, I saw some horror films. You guys are like, <laughs> I saw Marvel. Year in, when we do a year in review, review on it, it's always three horror films. Yeah. But these are the films, like, if you see these, everyone's like, that's cool. That's a good, that's that's art. That's, um, yeah. that's a good horror film. And I hate that. That sucks. But I think that is what people are doing now. That's definitely what horror is sort of trying to emulate at the moment. And the problem is when you get people who aren't like Peel, who don't have a clear 
idea of the world and a clear thing they're trying to explore, it falls apart. Like you get some really bad, like there was one that came out recently called They Them with Kevin Bacon. And it's like, um, he plays a counselor at a gay conversion camp or something. And it was just meant to be atrocious because it's clearly riffing on that. Like we elevated horror. It's the horror of this thing. But I don't think, but no one actually cares about that story. No one's made that story with a, with a real reason. They're, they're cashing in on it. Whereas Jordan Peele is like, no, no, this is something I actually care about. something I've really thought about and want to do. And you need those visions behind it. Mm. I um, So touching on like the critical reception, I just wanted your opinion. So you said Metacritic earlier, but so Rotten Tomatoes, just want to get out is 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Us is 93. Um, nope is currently 82. But Whoa. a day or two ago, it was at 78 um, so it's Eight. gone up recently, but yeah, it's different than the other two. I, I don't agree with that necessarily in that order or anything like that, but, um, yeah. I just don't understand it. I, I loved the film. <laughs> I was like, I went in expecting it to be the worst of the three. Like I, I went in being like, yeah, people aren't liking this one as much, which is a shame. And came out, I was like, oh, that was freaking awesome. That was one of my favorite movies of the year. So. Yeah. No, I was I was the same. I came out of it like blown away, and yeah. I was I was a little bit like, "Is this the one where he stumbles? Is this where he messes up?" Like, is it just the genre? Is it just what it deals with as it's like the horror element that it's just isn't resonating with some people? Let me let me read out to you some mixed reviews from Metacritic. The just the the, the tagline: "Nope, doesn't have a plot so much as a series of happenings that spill out in an impressionistic and arbitrary way. Logic often takes a back seat." and that has the unfortunate effect of lessening our involvement. Uh, what Nope lacks is not ambition or ideas, but clarity, which is why there is why the appropriate response to is not a resounding yes, but all right, not bad. What else have you got? Uh, as Nope swerves and reels, it often seems distracted by itself, unable to hold its focus on any one thing long enough for deeper meaning or feeling of coalescence. I feel like those reviews should be written about us. Yes, like hundred percent, hundred percent. That's my thoughts us. on us. Hundred percent. That's so yep. weird. Like to say this film has no clarity is mm. makes no sense. I feel like I don't feel like the Vin, you know, saying it's a, a series of events. Like it, it is a little vignette. Like you know, you have those title cards that shows the name of the animal that we're we're looking at. But mm. I think it works really, really well. Like I enjoyed that. Yeah, well, it's, and a it's new got, one popped up. It was like, oh, okay, here we go. Like, yeah, but it's got the pacing of like a um, of an investigation film, right? They're like, we're hunting something. All right, here's the plan. Yeah, and they they yeah. execute. It's like, oh, the plan didn't work out. Well, we need to make a new plan. How do we do it here? Like, that's that's kind of like a timeless narrative of like any journalism film, any yep. like spy or mystery film. I, you're right. It does have a. It kind of has the tendency to be seen as that, but I just think that's that's the natural pacing and like telling form of this kind of film so i don't yeah i don't see i don't see how that's even a criticism yeah i, I don't agree with those reviews in any way i i really enjoy, i really love this movie it was great yeah crazy so you, i think did, uh, you go you go oh uh, so did you guys see the uh the after credits scene <laughs> No. What? That nah, look, look. I'm, I'm selling it up here. There was a brief, brief. There was a single frame, and it was basically an ad for Jupe's. Um, what do you call his park? Jupiter's park, whatever it was called. His amusement park. Jupiter's, Jupiter's claim. But it says, as seen on Nope, and it's kind of implied that 
they got the Oprah shot, they showed it, and now they've opened the park up and people are, are coming oh. to see them now. Like, they, they're they the ones profiting off this, oh. this farm. Oh, it was an interesting little... It maybe I, maybe gives you an idea of where this film goes after it ends. I I I had a I had a whole thing like when the credits started going. I was like, there won't be a post credit scene. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, this ain't Marvel. I was like, there's only three people here. We're all leaving. Yeah, you know, it was literally a single frame. What probably wasn't worth staying for, but it was interesting. I, I don't know. I want to see it now. As I left, there were some people. <laughs> there were some people still sitting there, and I was like, what are you fools doing? Jordan Peele doesn't do this. <laughs> Boy, the egg is on my face, though. Mm. I, I'm just so excited to see where he goes next, right? Like, this was my most anticipated film of the year, and it's really delivered. And I I don't want to wait two or three more years. I want it now. I think you're going to have to. Do you, I, would you yeah. like to see him continue? I mean, we, we probably know what he's working on next, but would you like to see him continue on in horror or move on to a different genre? Or I think keep on the path he's on. Until we until we have him, I don't know. Like, obviously, he's got strong suits in comedy as well. But like, I don't know. Does he? Keanu wasn't as good as these films. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, he like, only wrote. He only co-wrote that. He yeah, didn't direct yeah. it. I think to be fair, his, this is his his shtick almost now. I feel like yeah. this is his thing, and it's what I I want to see. Like, I'm excited for. I don't want to wait another seven years for another. Yeah. The, pro- the problem with having a shtick though is people get tired of doing it, right? Like they want to move on and do something different. Yeah. yeah, I do, and I do wonder. It's like that'll be the test of him as a as a true filmmaker, right? And I, that sounds pretentious, and maybe it is, but you get directors like I don't know Wes Craven's a good example, horror legend. Um, never even wanted to make horror films though; wanted to make dramas. He made a drama. He finally got a chance when he like made a bunch of bad horror films, and it was apparently terrible. Yeah. Does that mean he's a bad director? I don't think so, but it, it is just an interesting thought experiment. Like, did he just know his genre so well, and he could make great films in that? And I wonder if that's this, like if, if Jordan Peele makes a, an action, just an action blockbuster, what does he say in that? And does he, be- because part of the strength of these films is what he's saying. And he's like, he's got a theme, he's got a thesis. I don't know. But at the same time, he does have an incredible visual eye. Like there are so many scenes in this from perspectives and like um, in Get Out, I just picked up on it. There's this thing called a Dutch angle, which is where you just, you, you angle the, the camera off. And when it, Daniel Kaluuya is talking to uh, his girlfriend by the water and he's recounting the story of what happened with his mother. It's a Dutch angle. I'm like, it's, and it makes the audience feel like sort of off put. I'm like, that's really cool. He knows what he's doing. Like he knows the rules and he's really good at at, at the craft. Mm. So he could do it. But yeah, I, I wonder if he loses his, um, his insights, if he makes like a, just an, an action film or a, I don't even know what else there is like a, yeah, it's interesting. He he turned down directing um, the live action Akira movie that keeps getting thrown around Hollywood, and it's interesting because in this movie there's an Akira slide on the motorbike at the yeah, end. Yeah, like, totally. so he, he's like he's giving a homage to it, but he, he turned down directing that. And it, I like looking on IMDb. There's nothing upcoming for him in terms of directing or writing. So yeah, it's interesting. I I, I would be I would be interested to see him do other stuff. I really would. Like I think like you say, he's got a really good eye for for film and I don't know I'd be happy to follow him wherever he goes at this point I'd see whatever he makes but because like does he do comedy he's made comedy for his whole life sort of like mm. does he want to go do you reckon he wants to go back to that or I feel like <laughs> no I this... think sorry go no just like I feel like he had 
a pretty good career in comedy. He was known as the comedy dude. And I feel like, you know, we've had five years now of being the horror guy. I, d- I don't feel like that's enough. I feel like he's just- this sounds This sounds bad, and maybe this is a reason for him to do it, but comedy feels like it's beneath him now in yeah, some ways. But I would have said maybe, you know, maybe horror, like if if a director came into horror who was really loud, I'd say, oh, you know, maybe horror is a bit beneath him. But he's he's shown that it's it can be more than that. Maybe he can do that with comedy, maybe. And he does elevated horror which is like the actual good ones <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. um but also he ha- all of his movies have comedy so i think he kind of like yeah. comedy's in his dna yeah. I, ca- yeah I can't imagine him making like a film that's not funny because i just don't think he i think also he doesn't see the world that way he sees the comedy and everything he just he he knows it so well but yeah. i don't know what a film i'd want to see him necessarily do like because all these movies match up but this nope is like sci-fi mm. and like monster hunt it's a thriller like, i don't want to see i don't think i'd want to see him just do an action film just a generic i don't want to see him take on the next thor film or something oh. I, I don't want to see like i can't remember even, and this is like this movie's also got western elements but i don't want to see him do just like a basic western i don't think that works so he kind of i don't know he feels like the guy who wants to mash genre i think he likes doing that so i don't yeah. know what um i don't know what mm. film he that has no horror in it at all because yeah yeah i just like, I don't know. I think he's a creative person. I wouldn't have thought up, like, um, Get Out or Us or Nope. Like, and they're all three different, you know, things. I'm I'm happy to see where he goes next and what he does different in the, his next one. Um, like Griner touched on in the group chat earlier, just shout out to the poster with Stephen Ewan. Yeah, so hat. I guess just for the audience, it's, it's a poster of Stephen Ewan, and it looks like he's wearing a cowboy hat. That's what you think it is before you see the movie. After the movie, you realise it's literally showing you the alien above his head. And yep. the other thing is, like, he did the, there was character posters for him and um, M and OJ, and yep. they don't have the alien above them, and he's the only one that got eaten by the alien. Like, there's there's a, there's there's even subtext in his posters. He's so it's I love it. It's a lot so of fun. Good. Did yeah. did any of you guys while watching the film be like, oh, it's like a cowboy hat at all? No, like not from, really. From no. looking up, when I think when it first comes down to him, I was like, that's weird. It looks like his cowboy hat. Before I think you get that for a brief just, moment, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Maybe. I thought it was like shaping itself off stuff, but yeah. Um, rankings. Yeah, rankings. I feel like we've got probably the same ranking. Possibly. So I guess I would put Get Out first, Nope, and then Us. I'd any, any dissenters? Get Out, Nope, then Us. But I tell you, Nope was really good. Yeah. <laughs> but Get Out, yeah. I think especially. Get Out is still on another level for me personally. Yeah. I think you're right. Like I want to I want to wait and let it all settle, and I mm, want to see yeah. what happens once Nope's kind of found its place in the reception and once I've set with it longer. But yeah. that, that's mine as well at the moment. Yeah, Get Out and Nope us but i um i know nope was so entertaining and i re- just really worked for me yeah but same. i think yeah I, I think get out is like is literally like lightning in a bottle i don't know if it could be if nope could surpass it but yeah we'll do this again when he makes another film in three years i feel like yeah. we could remove the review these movies every three years and have a different opinion possibly too like... I, I, I i feel strongly that us is a distant third so I don't get it being rated higher than. I nope. really enjoyed it on this rewatch. I d- it still not shouldn't be rated higher than Nope, like it is. But no, yeah, crazy, oh. crazy people. 
All right. Well, that was the the Peel trilogy. Thank you for joining us on the good, the bad, and the worst. For our next podcast, we are going to be watching Prey. Uh, we've done the yes. Predator quadrilogy. They added another film, so we had to come back in see what we thought of Prey. Was it good? Did it did it stand did it stand up to its predecessors? Is it better than that terrible fourth film? Yes. Join Spoilers. us next. <laughs> Join us next fortnight as we cover Prey. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy our other podcast, Bonus XP, where we talk about video games. Uh, catch us on social media at Good Bad Worst or at Bonus XP, and we'll catch you next time. Play this. <laughs>